Bryant. What's up, Donnell? How are you? I'm great. How is my connection? Can you hear me clearly? I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? Yeah, well, we got a damn nothing like starting off with a good connection, bro. That's perfect. That's perfect. And I'm just happy to be talking to the man, the myth, the comedic legend, Donnell Rawlings. I'm just so happy to be, be talking about all your fun stuff you're doing right now. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm here all week, guys. I'm here all week, or at least through this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. We've got to talk about this show, Hollyweed, from Rivet TV. Um, I saw the pilot episode, and I must say that in the first 30 seconds of this show, it hooked me completely with the line, there are no dragons in Schindler's List. That was some funny <laughs> shit. <laughs> yo, there, yo, I'm going to tell you, man, that is the fucking beauty of Kevin Smith and his writing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really watch, I believe this show, you could read this show off of paper and you would get the same laughs. I really believe this show, a blind person will laugh in the same place as a person that's not visually impaired. You know? It's just like, it's just dope, man. I'm excited. I'm so excited about this project. I'm so excited about Rivet TV uh, giving this project new life because, as you already know, um, we shot it almost three years ago, and it was something that Kevin was very passionate about. He told me straight up, I'm not going to do anything that is not fun and I don't like anymore. That's where I'm at in my career. And so for him to even come up with this idea, it was because it was a passion project for him. And for us to, to shoot it, three years ago, we did our normal pitch rounds or whatever, and nobody thought, I'm not saying anything was funny, but they made, didn't get it, whatever. It was nose, 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 nose. And for Rivet TV to come up with this platform to limit nose or just the nose be the people that would watch it, and for Rivet to really dust off the, the script and say, oh, shit, this shit is funny. Let's go. It's really dope. And it's a real, it shows you, it just, it's, a, it's a great model. It's a great model. It's a great model. It's a perfect time for it. You know what I mean? So many artists have, like, dope-ass content, but it's left, um, the, 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 it moving forward is left in the hands of one or two people. Yeah, and I was, was going to... Not anymore. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Rivet TV's cool model, like, you know, pay what you want for the whole season. Do you, do you like this format? Yeah, I like the format. Like, I like the format. I would even like the traditional format of network TV. I would like that, but the dopest thing about Rivet is that there is an option. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is an option. If someone don't want to spend a lot of money on cable or whatever, their favorite show is one or two shows, and this show may be one of it, okay, I'll pay for it. And look how much money I'll save just on that. It's a perfect example, you know? And the thing about it that's really dope is, like, you know, uh, a person can't really be critical of it because, I mean, you can be critical of it, which means you don't buy it. So the people that connect with it are people that's going to really like it and the people that really want to see it. And, and they get an opportunity to see a, good, a great show. Yeah, no, yeah. I, and, and I loved it. I'm telling you, I was hooking those first 30 seconds. And I got to know, because I, I, I've talked to Kevin before, and I know he, his uh, writing is genius. But how much improv with stuff like the Schindler's List or the anal destruction dickweed? Like, how much is, is that as you or just coming up on the spot? Or is that all written down? 
No, I mean, for the most part, 90%, 90%, we don't, uh, you know, I, this is my first time working with him, so you don't want to deviate too much and just go on nuts. Like, for the most part, we were on book. We were on book, but then we had little play sessions. You know what I'm saying? We always play it straight right out the gate. What is on this paper? Let's make that work. But then the dopest thing about working with him, it comes to a point where it's like this, okay, let's have some fun fun with it. And then that's where the magic comes. That's where you get the one-liners. That's where Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. That's where those moments come in. <laughs> and those moments only come in when you work with somebody that you trust. Yes. Yeah. You know? The director got to trust the, the actor. The actor got to trust the director. The, direct, the, uh, the, the actor got to trust the writer. Everybody got to trust each other. Good. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. No, I, I'm a big fan, and I really hope the best. Uh, I hope everybody um, goes and pitches in for this because it's definitely worth your time and will make you laugh completely. I love it so much. Especially, I loved it when uh, uh, Kevin's character came in and scared you when you got the shotgun. That cracked me up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. You can imagine that. Crack you up and everybody like holding their laugh through it. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that um, as people get more involved with the um, with 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 the campaign of um, Green Lightning, you know, and if it gets green lit, that's some of the things that you didn't see. You you'll see some behind the scenes stuff. You'll see some moments where I didn't think the camera cameras were rolling. You'll see uh, you'll see Kevin getting his director mode and me and just, I mean, I'm telling you, man, along with what we want to do with the show. Like getting inside what it takes to produce something and then teamwork. I think that's going to be something that's going to be a nice little bonus and extra also. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty great. It's, uh, it's amazing. Um, and I, I have to, I, I want to ask you about a, a couple other things. Um, you know, with your career, I do believe, you know, you've been in the funniest TV show ever made with Chappelle show. And you've been in the best drama TV show ever made with the wire. Where do you go from here? You know what? <laughs> you know what? I, I always think about that sometimes, you know, I think about that a lot. I, and I think it was like entertainment weekly or one of those, one of those entertainment magazines, they did a, they did a count. I got a countdown, but a, a calculation of the a hundred most, uh, best, television shows in television history and Chappelle show was ranked and the Y was ranked. And I was saying to myself, as much as I do a lot of things or whatever, as I do a lot of things, I continue to do a lot of things or whatever, but to know that some of the work that I've done has been stamped in history. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a great feeling. You know, it's a great feeling knowing that, you know, as my son gets older, you know, and he'll be able to talk to his friends and, when and then people's talking about comedy and stuff, there's a chance of his dad's name popping up, or at least something he was associated with pops up. So it's a good it's a good feeling. And then I but I use that I, I really use that energy to know that I can produce solid work, I can connect with the right people, and I keep on keep continue to try to make history. That's the only thing we can do. Is if, if, if everything you try to if whatever you do in life, you're trying to make history. Man, you will do some amazing shit. Yep, yep. And, and you have, you have. It's from all of your characters. It's excellent. Um, and going back to Hollyweed, uh, you know, 
it's a lot like, you know, like Kevin Smith's clerks at a convenience store, but this is the modern day convenience store, the marijuana dispensary. So I got to ask, what is the best weed out there right now? Well, of course, there, without without a doubt, it has to be Holly weed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the strand that we created. That's the strand that's going to propel our brand. It's Holly weed all day. I, but I will say, you know, like a, a lot of things with the na- names, you get it twisted. And at the end of the day, it's the strand of what you like. And me personally, I'm a sativa dude and a hybrid dude. Indica, for me, I'll say that for the 18, I mean the 21-year-olds, and those guys just want to do PlayStation all day, but you know, if I partake, I gotta be, I gotta be creative, I gotta be motivated, and I gotta try to make history. No, I, I totally agree with that. I completely agree. Um, also, I've read that you spent some time in uh, Korea, and I was wondering if you uh, enjoy Korean cinema, and if so, if so, some of your favorite Korean films. But, but it was so long ago that I, I was in the Korean culture. That's when I was in the Air Force over 20, 20 some years from now. So when I was there, I, I wasn't, I didn't really, I, I wasn't really that connected. I was, I was connected with the Korean culture, but I still was an American somewhere else. So I, I never really got into uh, the films or anything like that. Uh, but I, I was a fan of that Korean dude that had that dance that was really viral a couple of years ago. Damn, I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, Psy. Psy with Gungam Style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's the only Korean cinema I'm familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, and so and you, you did a voice on the TV show Black Dynamite, right? Yes, I did. Is the there animated. a season two coming out to that? I don't think so, but one of the creators, Carl Jones, we're really good friends. I'm not sure if it'll be a season two. We haven't spoken on that, but for some kind of way, we've been trying to put our energy together to try to create something outside of that. So if you don't hear my voice on Black Diamond, if it get picked up, hopefully you hear my voice on something else that I create. All right, all right. Um, and uh, so I, I've seen your stand-up, and it's amazing. Uh, I, I love all your bits. Is there a particular moment uh, when you were growing up uh, of a comedic bit from somebody else that always stood out for you that you always maybe try to inspire, you're inspired by, or have always stuck with you? Um, I will say this. When the first time, I wasn't even thinking about being a comedian. The first time I was introduced to Martin Lawrence, I was in the bed sleeping. I remember shit like 9-11. And I'm just, and I didn't know anything about this guy. And it was just special. Um, um, you so crazy. And I saw this big ear, funny face looking motherfucker come out on stage, right? And everybody's going crazy. Everybody's going crazy. And he said, give it up for, and his first line was, give it up for a brother making money the right way. And everybody started going crazy, crazy. And then he said, when you making money the right way, you could tell your lady shit like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. And everybody went crazy. He said, you could tell your lady shit like, shut the fuck up, right? And everybody's like, uh-uh. And then he says, and she'll shut the fuck up, too. She'll be like, you so crazy. And, like, I can't remember comic. And I always wanted with that, when I started doing comedy, I was like, what joke do I have that could kill motherfuckers within one or two sentences? 
You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That was a moment that I remember forever. It was an electric moment. He showed personality. And I wasn't even thinking about being a comedian then, but I said to myself, who the fuck is that? Mm. And that's how I want people to feel when they see me perform. Who the fuck is that? I, I didn't know. know him, but I know him now, and I want to know him. And you know what? I get that from your uh, comedic mix, too. I, I, I really enjoy it. So, um, Thanks, yeah, of course, of course. Um, and my last question for you, um, obviously you're a big fan of cinema and movies and TV shows. Um, are there any, uh, scenes, particular scenes from movies that have always stuck with you that, uh, you, you always gravitate back to or laugh about or, uh, or anything? No, like that? not, not, not really, not really laugh, but there's, a, and it might not make anybody else's list. There's a movie called The Five Heartbeats, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Eddie Kane Jr., it reminds me so much. Everybody, in that movie, I had personality traits from everybody. But it was something about the Eddie Kane, Eddie Kane character that really resonated with me. And it was like always trying, trying to be the best. Even, time, even though you have challenging issues in your life, you still got to go hard. You still got to go hard. And it was this one scene, I think, when Eddie Kane just got out of prison or something. I don't really remember. And the group was getting ready to perform, and they didn't know if Eddie was going to show up or whatever. So this motherfucker runs, he busts through security, and then he slides on stage like fucking that, that soccer commercial when the guy keeps sliding around. He slides on stage and immediately just destroys the room. <laughs> I love that scene. You know what? The Five Heartbeats is such a good movie. That's Robert Townsend and Ken Ivory Waynes yes. back in the early 90s, and yep. that was a fantastic film. Yep. So, that was a fantastic it, it really lets you know the trials and tribulation of being in the business. It was an honest movie. Good, good deal. Well, thank you so much for the time today, and I wish you uh, the best on everything and look forward to seeing more of Hollyweed in the future. You will. Thank you for your time. And thank you for uh, being a fan. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good one.